Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That we call us uh, high in asparagus, right? <laughs> is it the asparagus itself, or is it the garlic and olive oil that it's garlic and olive oil? There's uh, salt and pepper. Salt and pepper, garlic. Was salt. there any lemon or no? No, in lieu of lemon, I used uh, balsamic vinaigrette. Okay, I thought there was an acidy flavor that I right. couldn't place. Okay, it's delicious. It's good stuff, man. I mean, anything that creates the precious like that is delicious. Had I been a bolder man, I may have thought of using some bacon in there, too. Why the hell not? Some Brussels sprouts? Mm. Right? Yum. So that's where we are. That's Alice Shattuck. And I am Tom Shattuck. Good day. Hopefully you're all doing well. I want you to know that it is for us. Can you talk to Sally about it? Can you chill? Sally about it, please? Can you, t- can you talk to Sally about it? My youngest son wants somebody to charge his Bumblebee remote control car. I can don't you blame ask him. Sally to do it down in the kitchen? We can't do it now, buddy. We're doing mm-hmm. the podcast. But after that, we can do it. If she can't do it, I'll come do it right after the podcast. First thing I do, okay? It's even sadder when they take the wreckage of what used to be uh, healthy Christmas and birthday toys that they've destroyed and then <laughs> like suddenly want to use them again after they've ripped the remote control and tatters and then... Battery in case. Yeah, I can't tatter. talk about it. I just anything. Oh. Like, I, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about something happier. Okay. Uh, well, I'm glad you uh, asked that, Alice. I'm gonna play. Uh, I want to play something that we played during my show today and W Travelers Insurance Company in Hartford, in Connecticut. Okay. okay. Um, and uh, I'll just let it play. Okay. okay. You ready? It's gonna be in montage form. So get ready, Alice. I'm it's ready. Gonna knock your socks off. I'm ready. Ever since this pride flag was put up at the beginning of this month, the first selectman says he's been bombarded with notices from Goshen residents. And he's saying this flag should not be flown on town property.
As part of Pride Month, this flag has been flying in Simon Scoville Park. Goshen's Board of Selectmen wants to show inclusivity. We don't care um, what race, color, uh, religion, sexual orientation, uh, marital status, we represent everybody. But since then, not everyone in town agrees with it. For Selectman, Todd Caracillo says he has not been able to get anything done. Dealing with complaints from residents wondering why it is being flown and why it is on town property. Caracillo has received lengthy letters, residents explaining their opposition, saying statements such as... The flag that should be only here be the United States flag, um, state flags or the town flag. To address the controversy, the Board of Selectmen made a decision at Tuesday night's meeting. The board members voted to put a moratorium on all flags of any organization for one year. Richard Stilson with Hartford Pride and CT Pride calling this a step back. It's unfortunate that small towns like this could be identified as like a hateful place. With an understanding of the board members' tough decisions, Stilson believes this is an example of the struggle that is still taking place. Given the amount of controversy over this flag, the Board of Selectmen has suggested placing a moratorium of flags flying on town property. In the meantime, this flag will be flown here until June 30th. All right, so a couple of things get to me, a couple of layers, uh, apart from the flag idea itself. I like that they're starting the moratorium after Pride Month. Right. <laughs> they get right. to finish Pride Month and then there's a moratorium. Right, and so the... So the um, the um, um, what's it called? The um, select board. Or? First selectman, yes. Okay, the first selectman, yeah. who's the heavy, <coughs> Tom Carasillo. He's the one who said he. This is keeping him from getting anything done because people keep bothering him, coming to his house, coming to his office, calling him, and saying, uh, "What are you doing? We don't want this flag up there. We can't have this." Can't have well, this. right, and so. So, um, yeah, so actually, and it's an interesting point because, um, you know, once towns start flying a bunch of flags that aren't like the state flag or the country flag, um, they start to run into issues where they they kind of have to fly every flag because they're a town, they're the government, they can't really discriminate. So the mm -hmm. Supreme Court just ruled on this in the city of Boston because Boston obviously flies gay pride flags, right? And this group, the people who did like the straight pride parade, mm -hmm. I think it's that same group. And, and some of the people involved with that are pretty shady characters. I'm not endorsing them by any means, but they did the straight pride parade and they wanted to fly some like christian street flag thing in boston and the, the city said no so um and they took it all the way to the supreme court and the supreme court said sorry if you're flying one group's flag you have to fly the other group's flag okay. that's how this works okay but i'm not even concerned really with the flag issue that's that's separate okay i want to get into the mindset of people so tom carasillo the what was he? Le First selectman. First selectman said, um, please take care of him so he doesn't bother us anymore. I don't know how to charge his car. Okay. Well, figure pretend, out something else to, to do. Offer to show him a TV show while yes. we do the thing. I mean, anything like, you know how to keep him distracted, okay. please. Um, Tom Carosillo, the first selectman, is complaining because he can't get anything done. 
Well, <laughs> that's another way of saying, like the Starbucks people, people keep calling me asking for stuff about the town. Can't get anything done. Now listen to his offhanded comment about the about the whole situation. Such a commotion over a pride flag. He says, such a commotion over a pride, uh, pride flag. Yeah, so just take it down. Right. So you can get rid of the commotion if you want to. Yeah, you're but, causing a commotion, and then you're upset that there's a commotion. Right. It, but also, he's saying that, you know what? It's a it's a pride flag. It's settled science. You know, it's a settled uh, argument. I mean, what are we doing? But obviously it's not, because they're taking umbrage to it. Of course. And then him saying, just, you know, minimalizing their complaints, such a commotion. Oh, such a commotion. Now, here's... Uh, here's him more, and this is really where it g goes to virtue. We don't care um, what race, color, uh, religion, sexual orientation, uh, marital status. We represent everybody. Well, okay. obviously not, well, though. Obviously not. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. So, well, uh, okay. Well, then, if you do... Put that in the town charter somewhere. Put it in the bylines of a of a meeting. Put it in the minutes somewhere. If you're if you're if you welcome everybody, why do you need a flag? What is the is the is the premise that you don't welcome anybody unless you see the flag, and then people will know. Gay people driving by will know. Okay, they're friendly. They're good. Why is the the why is the like the default that we're all bigoted and bad? If there's no flag, why would that be? And, and so you need, you know, we're really terrible here. We're racist and haters and xenophobic and Nazis and this and that. You know, and people can tell, obviously. I mean, look, maybe we should put the flag up to show them everybody is welcome. What a way to think about your town. Right. That but I do think there are some places where it operates that way. Like, I think in the city of Cambridge, if you don't have a Black Lives Matter sign or a pride flag or a hate has no home here sign or something to signal that you're the right kind of person, then I think people do assume that you're another kind of person. Hey, but this guy is representing the town. So why would he say, oh, my God, unless we I mean, I don't want them. I, why wouldn't he just say, wait, I know these people. These people are perfectly tolerant how would he, why wouldn't he say that because obviously they are now if they're not and they're gonna lynch uh gay people well then he shouldn't <laughs> put the flag up right i guess because <laughs> that doesn't represent the town if they don't want to but i think too it's interesting so i mean selectmen are an elected position yes. so he's a, a, a political guy you know he's not like a neutral town employee right so but like clearly you don't represent everybody because a gay pride flag, a gay pride flag doesn't mean we're just nice to everybody, even though the left wants to tell you that's what it means. The gay pride flag represents a whole philosophy on life that is antithetical and offensive to uh, multiple religions. Well, it, so the, you don't represent the, those religions. But yes, it, not, not only that, but it represents things and what it represents grows exponentially and enters broad new territory every day. I mean, there is a gay flag flying over remembrances of Stonewall, and there is the pride flag flying over instances of somebody happy with their top surgery at 17. It is expansive what this, the umbrella of the pride flag, what it means now. So for him to presume to say, you know what, I know that I am and everybody in this town, 
is all for greenlighting everything that falls under the umbrella of pride now, which includes LGBTQ plus IA and many more things, including including uh you know including food delivery services that endorse anal sex and everything else yes including you know having you know guys with uh, erections read to kids and uh and and all this other stuff the teen surgery stuff and all this you're saying that oh yes we're all in on all the things f you dude people calling people stopping by walking in my office texas people knocking at my door at my personal residence wow Maybe for a second, Todd Carusillo, maybe assume for a second, maybe the people have concerns. You're paid to assume that the people have concerns. Now, when those concerns don't align directly with your worldview, doesn't mean that you brush them off because that would just make you a, uh, a an authoritarian or a, a, a dictator. You're a servant. So pretend to give a... Sh- that's why you have the job, because you're pretending to give a crap. The person is complaining about the weed whacker in the leaf blower in the morning. Pretend to give a crap. Well, yeah. And, you know, I think a little bit of this has something in common with what we saw at school boards over the last couple of years, where people who went out and campaigned and got themselves elected to a school board intentionally to run the school system through the school board um, are upset that people are showing up upset with them. And don't right. feel it's right and feel it's offensive and rude and even dangerous and needs to be reported to Merrick Garland as possible terrorist activity because people came to their elected officials who are accountable to them and voiced displeasure with something. And you know what? Like, if you don't want that, then maybe elected office is not for you. Absolutely. Totally agree. So then what brings us to the Hartford Pride guy who's asked to weigh on this, <laughs> Richard Stilson, who's doing this forever. Now, listen to this guy. If this ain't Lucky Luciano, I don't know who it is. It's unfortunate that small towns like this could be identified as like a hateful place. I would hate to have to identify you as yeah, a hateful place. A hateful place. Because if you do anything but put our ever-changing flag up, <laughs> you're a hateful place. Regardless of who's there and all the wonderful, noble things the townspeople have done, regardless of anything, I would hate to think that you'd be fall under the hateful place. It's hateful not to have a flag. The flag isn't not having the flag isn't just neutral. It's hateful. Oh my God! Talk about a tyrant. What a tyrant. Yeah, I mean, I would think that there might be some people that are complaining to the town, not because they don't like gay people, but because they don't think that it's right for the town to be endorsing it, especially when it potentially opens you up to the liability of something like Boston, where next the Confederate flag people come to you. I mean, some of the military groups had to stop flying pride flags because... They people wanted to fly Confederate flags and they said decided no flags except the U.S. flag and our branch of the armed forces flag. I forget exactly where that ended. It might have been on army base. I forget where it was, but somewhere they had to make this decision to say, like, we can't do this because if we allow one flag, we have to allow a bunch of other flags. And like maybe people feel that the town itself and the town government should be a neutral place from people's weird political cults that they're involved in. I completely agree. And maybe we should recognize that a a movement hits a turning point, a turning point where 
it goes from being the underdog, being the uh, oppressed, mm-hmm. to being garnering enough power that it becomes the oppressor. And the way this guy is talking is uh, is dirty and pernicious. I think it um, speaks to their homophobia, biphobia, biphobia, and transphobia. That there's some deep-seated fears within that um, we're going to try to change and recruit folk. They just don't want the flag. Yeah. No, 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 no. I can read into you. There's some deep-seated homophobia. There's some... There's some. This is... And what do you mean they're afraid we're going to try and change and recruit people? Like, yeah, isn't that what you're doing right now? Flying the flag and demanding that other people fly the flag? Right. We're going to... I'm threatening you into compliance right now. I'm extorting you that if you don't comply completely and fly our banner high above your town... The declaration that you adhere to everything we believe in, that we're going to destroy your reputation. You will be destroyed. But we're the nice, love, sensitive ones who are um, inclusive. Yay! Right. If you don't think men can play on the women's sports teams and you think it's a little weird for food delivery companies to be talking about anal sex in their ads and you're maybe not on board, you know what? You might just have some deep-seated fears that you need to work Mm -hmm. on. That's a you problem. Fly the flag and shut up about it. Bake the cake, people. Like, that's where they are. I mean, they they are the bullies at this point and have been for a while, the bullies. But I think this year it's more apparent than ever with, like, how just blatant everybody is with this stuff it's like out of control and you know like we've talked to some people that have had some run-ins with various like medical services that have you know been doing all sorts of pride stuff and whatever especially like once for children and embracing lgbtqia plus children or whatever and and have been like kind of horrified because I don't think regular people until maybe this year have noticed how pernicious this is and how they're really trying to like it's like every it you have to force it on your kids you have to like it you have to have it everywhere you have to read your kids books about being trans or like you're a bigot you're a problem and I mean it's really like it's it's bigger and crazier than ever before Thank goodness we are almost done with this month, even though I have not a lot of confidence that it's actually going to stop at the end of this month. But like, oh, I'm exhausted from Pride Month. Please stop. <laughs> like, I am done. Enough rainbows. But, you know, it, it. we got this was tipped off back when Bruce Jenner became Caitlyn Jenner and mm-hmm. he was in magazines and this and that. And 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 the left was very upset that most people had no problem. I mean, there were signs 15 years ago that Bruce Jenner was changing. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, so, but... He was, like, getting surgeries on and, his face and right. stuff. And yeah. so the consensus was, like, uh, uh, whatever, that's fine. And the left said... It, it, I remember the columnist writing, it's not just okay to be fine with it. You have to celebrate it. Say it. In other words, Black Lives Matter. Well, of course they don't. No, no, no. Black Lives Matter. Well, of course they do. Everybody Put no, no, your no. fist up. Black Lives Matter. No, I get it. Why are you saying it? You <laughs> need to say it. This is separately in its own silo, its own special separate silo. Black Lives Matter. It's like, man, dude, this is more about you than it is me. Right. I don't need to, uh, you know, to enter into a psychotic mantra session in order to feel like I'm important and making a difference in the world. Oh, all right. I'm out of stuff. You're done? You got anything else? Yeah. I don't want to quit. I'm just saying that I think I'm out of primary ammunition. 
Okay. Well, I'm not out of primary. You can, I'm going to bottom now. <laughs> what? I got that from a, a, a food delivery ad. It, it can't be bad to say. Okay. 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 So, um, the New Yorker did this big piece uh, this week about Ron DeSantis, which is, um, I think it's supposed to be a hit piece, technically, mm-hmm. but it's, I mean, to me, I read it as an endorsement because I think it's he's great, but I don't know. It's interesting, and I think part of what's interesting about it is sort of the competition. A lot of the buzz on Twitter over the last couple of days was like about him versus Trump and who it's going to be in 2020, because I think... I think Ron DeSantis, and one of the things this piece addresses is that Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump, and I think the piece gets this right, too, is um, I don't think they're huge fans of each other, even though, like, they on mm-hmm. the surface they are, but I think they see themselves as, see each other as rivals oh, also. Oh, definitely. So I think they're both being a little cautious and a little coy about their 2020 plan, or 2024 plans, rather. I certainly think... Um, at this point, I think they probably will both run. I wish Trump wouldn't, but I think he's going to. But I don't think Ron DeSantis is going to back down from this. Um, a few of the articles I've read about him preparing for 2020, uh, and he's obviously, <clears throat> 2024, geez, why do I keep saying that? Um, and he's obviously being very tight-lipped about this because he's in the middle of a governor's race. Mm-hmm. Um, but... supposedly he's talking to his wife and he's talking to insiders and people and essentially saying like, this is it. This is my time. I'm not going to be the person who waits too long Mm. until when I'm past my moment and nobody cares about me anymore. Like Bobby Jindal or whoever, like who had a moment and then like they didn't run that year or or dropped out early that year. And, and, you know, he wants to, to ride the wave when it's there, right? And I think he feels, and his wife really wants him to run, supposedly, say the whispers, um, that he really, you know, is going to get in in 2024, that he feels it's his time, that everybody's out there saying it's his time, and he's going to get in and do it. And I think I, I think most people who are like Republican pundit-y type people, like Ben Shapiro and Matt Walsh were all on to it on Twitter saying it needs to be DeSantis, not Trump. You know, they need to be able to hit Biden on age. You don't want somebody with as high negatives as mm. Trump compared to Biden. Like Biden has such high negatives. It's like a free gift if you run somebody that people don't hate. But a lot of people hate Trump, right? Like, I, I mean, and all that politically makes sense. But I still think Trump is too sensitive and doesn't want to be replaced, especially if he feels like people are saying this stuff about him, like it's time for him to go away and go out to pasture. I don't think he likes being talked about like that. So I think if he feels that that's what it is, I think I think he will get in. Um, so I don't know. But the, the premise of this New Yorker piece was really that um, DeSantis is really stubborn, really sensitive, it, kind of dismissive of people, doesn't mm-hmm. like talking to people. Um, they say that that he is too like thin skinned. And if he doesn't think somebody can help him politically, he he doesn't have time for them that he you know he's not comfortable like making small talk and kissing babies and all the political stuff, which they think is a. Um, you know, hurts him in in a presidential primary, but I don't know that Trump is great at that stuff. Like, I don't know no. that Trump likes talking to county GOP chairs in diners or whatever. Hell no. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, but it's interesting because um, 
they they definitely they went back to his college obviously and mm-hmm. talked to a bunch of people about him people who are on his baseball team to find people who who didn't like him or who had negative things to say about him obviously they went they talked to his dad <laughs> millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. They like went to his parents' house, who still live in the same house he grew up in, by the way, you know, and they they go around and um, and try and find all these people. Let me see if I can find the um, the the baseball team people at Yale. DeSantis majored in history and played on the baseball team in the outfield. In the Yale tradition, the team never had a winning season while DeSantis was there. In his senior year, he was among the best hitters, batting three thirty six, and he was elected captain. His former teammates' recollections are sharply divided, but nearly... I'm going to guess that it has to do with their political affiliation Mm. now, is what their recollections are divided on. But nearly everyone I spoke to remembered him as singularly focused, with little time for parties or goofing off. He worked several jobs to help pay for his tuition. See, again, is this an endorsement of him? (laughs) Ron was a bit of a loner, not a social butterfly, Dave Fortenbaugh, a former teammate, told me. He spent a lot of hours in the library. Some recalled that DeSantis was so intensely focused that he wasn't much of a teammate. Ron is the most selfish person I have ever interacted with, another teammate told me. That That one couldn't use his name. You couldn't use your name when you're calling him the most selfish person you've ever interacted with. Oh, my God. Yeah, he he drove us, uh, most of us, across the uh, plate, um, you know, a a couple times during every game. He has always loved embarrassing and humiliating people. I'm speaking for others. He was the biggest dick we knew. But the same teammate praised DeSantis's intellect. This is the frustrating part. He's so effing smart and so creative, he said. You couldn't even plagiarize off his work. He'd take some angle, and everyone knew there was only one person who could have done that. So Did that speak to DeSantis' character or that person's character? I know. Like, I couldn't cheat off him because he was too smart and original, and the teacher knew I couldn't have come up with that. Like, oh, sorry. I mean, I guess that is tough to be you then. Um... And then it says he didn't make an impact in Congress. They complain that um, his colleagues in Congress remember him as remote. A former member of the Florida delegation told me he always had his earbuds in to keep people away. Good man. (laughs) You know how that is. Jolly had a more temperate view. He's a little reclusive, a bit of an odd duck, but he's incredibly disciplined. 
DeSantis's colleagues say he was less interested in drafting legislation than in positioning himself for higher office. In his first term, he started courting conservative donors, including the Koch family, Sheldon Adelson, and money began to flow. It's not easy getting those meetings, Jolly told me, but Ron did it, and he convinced them that he was one of their friends. Um, it also complains that he only won that election by 0.4%, but he's like governed like he had this mandate. And that was one of the things a bunch of liberals were saying on Twitter is how come Republicans win by like these tiny margins and then they do whatever they want and Democrats do the same thing and they don't do whatever they want. And I was thinking like, are they delusional? Because maybe it's because you do whatever you want and then people hate you because the things you want suck and destroy the country. Maybe that's why. Maybe DeSantis governs and does what he whatever he wants and Florida ends up being an awesome state where everyone in the country wants to move to and it's doing awesome and everyone loves him, right? Maybe that's why and Biden gets into office does whatever he wants or Obama gets into office and rams through Obamacare like he has some huge mandate when he doesn't either and it destroys the healthcare system doesn't work and everyone gets mad at him maybe when Biden destroys the entire economy because that's what he wanted to do did to America maybe when he gets into office and a bunch of Marines die in Kabul because he screwed up the Afghanistan withdrawal maybe when he gets into office and you can't buy anything anymore because inflation is so hot I mean like yeah they did a bunch of stuff that they wanted and then it turned out that it destroyed the country so then people don't like you anymore and then you don't have the political capital to get things done Ron DeSantis did whatever he wanted and people liked the results of course so but it just there's no like self-reflection on that at all so anyway Alex, but do you know i just what thought a it was photo all interesting. spray is um where the president stands in front of a bunch of reporters and they take pictures or sits in front of a bunch of reporters okay. and they and they take a little video spray of him to use okay. it as b-roll etc and reporters use this opportunity to shout questions to him mm-hmm so today, Joe Biden was in a photo spray. Gina McCarthy's still there, by the way. She had his, she was right next to his right hand side, which is always good to know when you're in a a, a fuel and energy crisis. You have the green person from George Chester standing right there. So here's the photo spray sound. I am disappointed in the Supreme Court gun decision. Um, there is one little bit of solace in the uh, the uh, the minority making up the majority opinion has laid out that it affects not every state. It affects only 40 states, a lot of states it affects. And the phrase that I, I found no, noticeable was... was now the, he's just grabbed, he was looking down at a note card, now mm-hmm. he's just grabbed the note card and he's using it that he found notable. So I assume it's a, a contemporaneous note. It's what Ron Klain found notable. <laughs> Is it contemporaneous or extemporaneous? Extemporaneous means... Um, a that you're doing it off a cuff, like okay, ad-libbing. Contemporaneous means it's happening at the same time. So a contemporaneous note would be a note you took at the time. Okay, so this is extemporaneous uh-huh. mm-hmm. notes okay. that he's reading. states that say may and they and say shall. The, if you have to say you shall give, you shall do A, B, C, they're the ones that are... I was holding the up. card up there. I'm sure that the press officer is doing <laughs> jumping jacks, waving, and saying, oh, my hide the card, hide the card. Most say may. I mean, may... And, you can and, and now see his extemporaneous notes are carefully typed out, some <laughs> bold and in larger font. Reversed, may and shell. And so there are, the gun laws in 40 of these states are still in place based on the decision. 
not good enough, but it's, uh, I think it's a bad decision. I think it's, and I think it's not reasoned accurately, but I'm disappointed. Okay, Alice. Now, I'll defer to you now. The, <laughs> the press got a... Um, a clear enough shot of the notes. Yes. Which include things like, you enter the Roosevelt Room and say hello to participants. You take your seat. Press enters. You give brief comments. Uh, and then what happens? You ask you, something? You, uh, you give brief, com- brief comments. Two minutes. Press departs. One minute. <laughs> you ask Liz Schuler, president of AFL-CIO, a question. Note, Liz is joining virtually. Then it says, you thank participants. Then it says, you depart. <laughs> If Trump had ever shown a card like that with directions like you would give a slightly slow child to like walk in the room, sit down, say hello. (laughs) I mean, if Trump had had that, the press would have had a field day and Congress probably would have impeached him and demanded that they use the 25th Amendment like right then. Oh, yeah, there's no debt. Definitely. And this would also be the opener for every Saturday Night Live for the next two years. Yeah, of course. You depart. Because this is hysterical. But it also goes to show you that they've had to do this because he's before left the podium, walked at a 45 degree angle into like where the plants are. He's gone over to, uh, you know, where the, uh, where the, um, like the catered food truck is like in, when he was in Europe last year, remember he just walked. (laughs) No, people were like, what? With no secret service by him. He's like wandering through cafes. So this is, this ain't great. As a matter of fact, this, this, I wouldn't be surprised if this was used f- to uh, as a way for the intelligentsia on the left to say that he, it's time he, to say goodnight. Time to say goodnight. Exactly. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, like, how much longer can they keep up with this farce? The, the press is starting to have to report on this stuff now. Like... When he's falling off his bicycle and reading in a note card the directions to walk into the room and sit down and all this stuff. Like, uh, they're having to sort of notice these things. The guy is old. He's really old. He's I mean, not like, just old, but he's old, old. He's not a young old. You know, like Fauci is older than Biden, but Fauci's all there. Fauci's cogent. Right. You know, and this is, I mean. <sighs> Biden's also had a brain in, in situation. The fact that he that they have to tell him you sit down, you enter the room, you, somebody's vir- joining virtual, so he doesn't look around too much. But telling him you depart, so I, he gets up, you depart, and the fact that that devastating print, he didn't have the mind to cover con- it up. Yeah, conceal because he's looking at the card. Yeah. like he can't. He can't conceal. He's using it. It's actually yeah. feel kind of bad for him. It's uncomfortable it's an uncomfortable situation it's not like it's painful to watch because people are putting him out there and you know and telling him he can do this this is like the situation where you have to take away a 
the elderly mom or dad's car keys because you know that they can't drive anymore and they're upset because they think they still can drive and like it's uncomfortable and painful and horrible to have for everybody to have the realization but like there there has to be somebody has to realistically step up here and say this can't go on like this so what happens I mean, they'll have to 25th Amendment him. They can't 25th Amendment him. You mean toss him forcibly so that the VP... Well, he's not going to leave. That's what I'm saying. Somebody needs to take the keys. They can compel him to leave. They can, like, pressure him to say, like, he's had a diagnosis and he needs to retire and spend more time with his family and focus on his health or something? I think they can offer Jilligig. I think there's there there are ways to pay people off to go away. But I think he's been waiting his whole life you know to be president. You know I think do? he's like hanging on to that yeah, with his he, life force right now. Like I yeah, think but that guy is gone. The guy who really wanted to be president is gone. I mean, he's this. I think that's like the little is that grain the same of something. Or ants just coming out of the camera now in the all. <laughs> I can't tell if there's one ant floating around, running all around. So the how room about this? How about multiple. this scenario? We need to get tarot ant baits. How about yeah, how about this scenario? Mm-hmm. You explain to the president, Merrick Garland sits with the president along with Nancy Pelosi, maybe Schumer, a couple of big name power brokers in the Democratic Party. Yeah. And say that they could find a way that probably, probably Hunter is going to jail in federal prison for a long time. And they could look into finding a way to making sure that maybe Hunter could get a really light sentence and be able to live out, be able to spend the rest of Biden's days with Joe. Um, if Joe plays ball. That's the way to do it. I don't know. I mean, it's possible. I think he really likes being president. I mean, supposedly, according to, like, all the insiders talking, people in the White House are, like, in a panic because he refuses to admit that he can't run again next time. Yeah, I mean, he is definitely, of all the, the not that he ever had any fastballs, but of all the tools he lost, obstinance is not one of them. He is yeah. the, a, a stubborn as hell. Of course, it's driving the country into the ground, but he is stubborn as hell. Oh, yeah. Look at the Afghanistan thing. Somebody but, less stubborn would have backed off from that. He's got when Gina it McCarthy sitting next to him now. It's uh, like, it's just so fascinating. Like, what the, how we screwed these oil companies and the audacity that he has. I mean, he is the, the capital investors in these oil com- companies were told threatened that they have to use ESG scores, the equity, whatever, social right. governance scores, um, that that's what they need to do from now on. It, it, that's two years ago. Stop putting. Stop investing in uh, hardware, in drilling, in in refining, etc. You have to find pretty right. and nice and in. They and said we're going to put you stuff. out of business. Right, equitable stuff. So they said okay, and now they're saying okay, forget it. Forget, abandon this part of the the woke uh, part of the building we told you to be in. Repopulate the uh, pragmatic part of the building that's into doing energy now, and they're like, we can't do it, and we don't trust you because last time we were there, you called us all the devil, and now we're still doing. He's still talking about doing all this. I mean, we countenance Liz Warren in that party saying, "Stop oil exports." <laughs> like, do, why not just shoot the oil companies in the head? Okay, 
Stop oil experts. Exports. <sighs> he is. Yeah, he is definitely gone. 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 All right. Um, well, remember the theory about um, Katanji Brown Jackson. Yes. Like, why would they appoint her before the end of the Supreme Court term? And they had to get like a special opinion from the office of the legal counsel to to say like they can't even do that, that they can appoint her before the term is over and that, um, you know, and not appoint her like after the term ends unless they were worried he wouldn't be there and he wanted credit for appointing a black woman justice. Oh, I they could have been worried he wouldn't make it to right. June to appoint the first black woman justice. So they had to do it back then, which right. is like they don't do that generally because mm. he, he Breyer's not done with his. I just don't think, Alice, that this this administration is capable of cool secrets. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they are. I mean, I don't think that's that big a secret. Like, I, I think that it's obvious to everybody that he shouldn't even be there now. I think about this all the time, like the delusional people that I know that like voted for Biden and have to defend him now and like pretend like everything's fine and normal and the country's going great. And it's such a relief now that Trump's gone. Everything's going so well. Like, how do you keep up the facade internally? I just am curious. His like, numbers are in the in the 30s, Alice. His approval mm-hmm. numbers. Yeah. Which is record low. The official ones. That's what right. the lefty so, pollsters are all reporting. So. so that's job approval. All the things he's done so far have been terrible. Kamala's are in the low twenties. <laughs> I know her. She actually hasn't done anything. <laughs> she's she's had zero responsibility. She was supposed to fix the border or whatever, but, the, but she's had zero responsibility. All she has to do is getting out of in and out of Air Force Two. That's it. Or speak to like some kid astronaut actors. That's it. People hate her. <laughs> This is really well. You know why that is. Oh right. Oh, of course. Well, We're all racist and oh, that's right. Let me play this. Actually, and- let me play this. This is Melissa uh, Michelle Singletary, who, when I worked for newspapers as the editorial page editor, I would look for editorials to op eds to grab, and and I would come by hers in the Wapo, and I usually was uh, nauseous. <laughs> but listen to her telling people to stop effing complaining. You know, I'm just going to say this, and 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 if I get banged for it, I don't care. There are there is a great deal of Americans where it is uncomfortable that they're spending more, but they are not going to go under. You oh, know, you you got to stop complaining when there's so many people who literally the inflation rate means they may only have two meals instead of three. There are Americans who did extremely well in the last two years in the market. You still have your job. And yeah, it's costing you more for gas, but guess what? You're still going to take that holiday, that 4th of July vacation. You can still eat out. So I'm going to need you to calm down and back off because it feeds into this fear and then this fear feeds into people making decisions that creates the very thing that they're fearful of biden 2024 stop complaining calm down and back off (laughs) can you imagine that stop complaining oh i thought we were having a thing here no that's over no just stop complaining (laughs) you're ruining everything no they're gonna run on stop complaining and back off Mm -hmm. um say gay a lot uh, right. abortion is awesome and I mean like what what's the selling point here like I don't get it what what does the Democratic Party offer right now uh, historic firsts I think <laughs> I mean, like, oh yes an administration that reflects all the people in the country thank goodness 
Thank you know, you know what, you know what it is? It's not actually, a good it actually, it, do, it is a good case for equity. It is proving that there are incompetent morons of every gender, race, and, uh, uh, and uh, you know, color and whatever else there is in, in this country. It's equity for you. Well, it's also making a good case that uh, some of these people wouldn't have got there purely on merit. What? <laughs> I don't I know mean. what you're trying to say here. No, this is not this administration. We only have one chat chat message. So this is what I suggest we do from now on going forward. I think I also have an email. Okay. Going forward. Sorry. Going forward. Let's for put, having an email. Let's going forward. Let's put to, out um, a message to say leave your chat chat chats now. Okay. I think we should start. Well, I'll talk to you about it after. Okay. Here we go. Hey, Tom and Alice. I feel like I'm slowly becoming the pop culture movie guy. Um, I was wondering if Tom or Alice has ever seen the movie Home for the Holiday, starring Holly Hunter and uh what robert downey jr is also in it also uh let's see who else is in it mm, charles durning um i was just wondering uh if any of either of you seen it okay bye i like all those people unfortunately i don't think i have i'm sorry about that oh holly hunter is one of my faves too sorry about that i thought he was going to talk about the the um uh vince vaughn thing with, with dolphin uh, zellweger no. no. Um you're thinking of Reese Witherspoon, I think. Oh yes, that's right. That's who you call like, Dolphin Face. I don't know. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I don't know, I don't you, know if I see it, but let's okay. get to your electronic mailing. Okay. Um I have um a couple things happening. Um Paul writes um this is from last week. He writes, Happy Father's Day. He says uh, he's a rule follower and he followed the advice of his doctor and cardiologist regarding COVID and got the Moderna shot and two boosters. Uh, so two Moderna shots and two boosters. And today he tested positive. So that was back on Father's Day. So he says, F Dr. Fauci. Talk about, by by the way, a total gaslighting. Oh, yeah, we always said that you'd keep getting it. What do you mean? But I thought that I was killing half the country because I didn't get my vaccine and I couldn't spread it. No, you can get it and you can spread it. Yeah, so thank us. <laughs> You've now had four shots. Yeah. And uh, hopefully... Just keep well. taking them. The guy from <laughs> Pfizer keeps telling us to take them. <laughs> I mean, like, it's kind of wild, but okay. Um, and then RJ wanted to write into you about your taco situation and not wanting to eat carbs. And he recommends Mr. Tortillas One Carb Tortillas. Really? Do we know about these? You can buy them on the internet at mrtortilla.com. This is not an ad, but he says he often... Are these things you bought me, Alice, that I was No, no, those were, those were like a tortilla that was made of cheese that they had in Market Basket. This is different. Um, these come in, like, flavors, mrtortilla.com, mm. and uh, he says he often uses them to sub for bread. RJ wrote you about that. That's so interesting. I, I could use those. I could, I, for tacos, for I am a hard shell guy, but I could definitely use those. But you can toast soft shell tacos, too, and make them a little crispy around the edges. Ooh. Although, which ones are more carby, I wonder? I don't know. No I don't know. Name. But the, these ones are have one carb. Thank okay? you very so, much. I appreciate that. I there appreciate you go. See, look at the burn barrelers trying to keep you on track with your health and wellness. They want you alive and recording burn barrels. Gordon, thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you so much, everybody. As always, we really appreciate it. And uh, you can head over to burnbarrelpodcast.com. That's where you can leave us chat chat messages. 
Uh, there's a red button there to record a message. There's also links to all the different places to listen. If you get a chance, uh, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. And, uh, you know, listen wherever you like to listen. We're back on YouTube, back on Rumble. We're everywhere. And uh, you can also find us on social media. Nice fella, Alice. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.